You are listening to the Refuse Podcast, curated and produced by myself, Mr. Fox. You can find us on Twitter at Refuse Podcast. You can find us on IG at I underscore refuse underscore podcast. And you can contact us by email at Podcast at gmail.com. The episode you're about to listen to is the second part to the Boys Club episode that we did a couple of months ago. In this episode you're about to listen to, we bring in a third party who shares first-hand experiences she had with a male celebrity on social media. And during this conversation, we explore and revisit um, the what we talked about in the first episode, the first Boys Club episode. We this episode is brought to you by female empowerment, respecting black females, and protecting black women. Enjoy. But I had to just jump in and be like, "Look, we wanted to do a part two. And Shane, we Shane and I had uh, did an episode a couple weeks ago, um, about the Jaguar rights situation, right? Okay, you know I'm well versed on Miss Jaguar right? Right. So just to kind of catch you up to speed, we were just talking about um, when she first started talking on the live back in August mm-hmm. about Common and Jill Scott and Erica Badu and the Roots and everything. And the episode was really about around the Common situation and how like women are like the most disrespected. You guys are not really valued and how, you know, a bunch of guys get together and just treat women any kind of way. Either they're talking about them or they're just treating them real bad. Because, um, you know, a Jaguar had said, you know, she was on tour with Common and um, she went back to the tour bus to go to sleep. And, you know, it's nothing but a, like, oh, no, no, full no, of no, 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 no. So she so actually she had said that she they she had performed mm-hmm. uh York and then they went to what I believe was place, but she was tired, so she just went to bed. The tour bus shit was some shit with the roots. Right. Okay. Yeah. She um she wanted to make sure she cleared that up on the on my roll episode, but that was she said they were writing, and it got late. That was it, and she said that for a long time she wondered whether or not she may have gave off the wrong impression or something. She was like, "But how could I? We didn't have any real conversation outside of I guess music." And yeah, she said she was even in the bed with her shoes on, <laughs> and woke up to this man tapping on her face. What is that? What is that? <laughs> well, that's one way to wake up. Right. Right. So we were, most of the episode was about that. Then towards the end, we brought up um, Talib and everything. And I was like, we should invite Shani to the next episode, to the next part. Because, like, what better 
way to have a discussion than to have another person that like can give us really experience firsthand that kind of bullshit. Um, and I did watch the video that you sent us last week. Um, I actually listened to the whole hour, hour and a half, and I was just blown away. He's something um, else, ain't he? And so he is. And the thing about it is, like, he's still the same aggressive, defensive, like, man-child that I saw, like, what was it, seven or eight years ago when I think he was in Michigan. I think this was right after uh, Mike Brown got killed. And... um this is back when Don Lemon really wasn't, we really wasn't fucking with him either. Yeah, too well. everybody remembers that when they got into it on CNN. I was like, ooh. So, like, he's still that same dude. And I was listening to the, watching the video, listening to it. And it's like, from second one, he was just, like, defending, you know, shit on Twitter. Like, Oh, you know, this person said this, this person said that about my wife, and they don't know her, and they call in the girl that I had the baby <laughs> with, the side chick, and why are you speaking with other people's wives? And I'm like, right, dude, like, what are you doing? Yeah, Who are you fighting? Like, it's you, just you, you sound crazy. Brother. Right. <laughs> and it was like that the whole hour <clears throat> and a half, even when he um, invited. Because I think he was on live. He invited this girl named Mila, who I guess did a couple of hooks on some of his songs and stuff. And, like, she would go to, to speak or she would go to ask him a question. And then, like, in the middle of her speaking, he would just jump right in and get even more defensive. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, I I was just like, what what is going on here? Because um, to me, it's like, if the shit don't apply... Let it fly. Like you don't have to engage exactly with everybody. You you just said it. If the shit don't apply, let it fly. Which was his logic because in the video where he, you know, was where he had Mila with him on the live, he gave the example of, you know. Twitter has helped me in the well. He went. He started. Twitter's helped me in a lot of ways. It's helped me be, you know, less homophobic and sexist, and it's made me more intersectional. Blah blah blah. And he's like, yeah, because I got into it a, a a while ago on Twitter with some sexist dudes. They had a problem with a tweet a lady put up that said something along the lines of niggas are trash or men ain't shit, all men are dogs, some shit like that. And a lot of guys on Twitter had a problem with it. And he spoke out and said he didn't have a problem with it because, you know, universally, largely, whatever his word was, niggas are trash or have been trash for a really long time. So the statement you know, rings true. And he was like, I didn't take offense to it because I ain't no ain't shit nigga. Well, fast forward to the Maya situation. Maya never added him. 
She ain't at nobody who was mentioning that. She just responded to the tweet that said something along the lines of y'all want to say rappers or black entertainers don't marry black women. Well, here's a list of people who are married to black women. He was on the list. Maya's response to that tweet was, but most of them are married to light-skinned women, but that's a conversation for another day. Something along those lines. Yeah, she that's, didn't that's exactly him. what you said. That's yeah. what you said. So you she said. didn't yeah. at him. But it was implied that the men on that list are colorists because they're married to light-skinned women. I agree. That was the implication from her response to that tweet. However, my nigga, she did not at you. So apply your same logic. If you know you ain't a colorist, why why even don't say, shit. don't say shit to her. Leave he her was, alone. Right. He was the only person who responded. Oh, he and the only he, person who had something to say. Right. And then his defense for that shit was oh, if somebody coming at me, coming at my brothers, my colleagues, saying we something we not, then I'm going to say something. Then went on to say in the same video, the same live with Mila, oh, and then after that, people called me out. Oh, so you ain't going to say nothing to Lil Wayne. You ain't going to say nothing to 50 about them being colorists and this, that, and the third. You don't, you don't have that same energy for men. You don't have that same, same type of spunk. He's, his response is, oh, I ain't about to attack another black man. I ain't going to do it like that. I'm going to just lead by example. No, you're not leading by example. You got a whole lot of moxie and a whole lot of spunk mm-hmm. when you address women. But you don't keep that same energy for men. And that's the real With fucking the issue. Yep. Like you're a whole sucker. <clears throat> it's one of those things. Like, why lie about it like the fuck we can't see? We see you tweeting. We see the replies that you make. We see you yeah, send like, people after that woman. Twitter didn't just take your page down just because. Who are you? For, oh. for Twitter to give a fuck about you. You did it because you was bullying that woman. And he said uh, the reason why he kept, you know, adding her in his tweets, even if she blocked him, is because she was still tweeting. So fucking, like, how do you know she's still tweeting about you? And even if she is still tweeting about you after she blocked you, like, yo, grip. She could talk about what she on her fucking page. She blocked you, my nigga. It's over. She can say your name. She can say whatever she wants to say about you. She blocked you. Exactly. Period. So, yeah. It's like, it's crazy. And then for him to take the time to make that whole video exposing Jaguar, even though he didn't really expose her, nor did he debunk anything that she said. He just said he was 20 years ago. Jason, you still there? Oh, okay. 
I was just giving y'all space to have a conversation. I'm listening. Um, can somebody refresh me? Like, refresh me. What did he say in reference to Jaywalk? What was his response? Oh, you have to watch the video, Nate. So he was yeah, saying, I gotta like, watch the whole video. So basically, he said, um, he was like, oh, you know, 20 years ago, I did, you know, carry on with Jaguar, right? And no, it wasn't a great thing to do because she was a married woman. But, you know, at that time, a woman, you know, wants you and she just wants you for sex. Okay, yeah, whatever. I'm going to do it. He was like, but she was really aggressive. And, you know, she was, he said, he said the way that she was with him when they, you know, had their dealings or interactions today would definitely be considered sexual harassment. Like she was really belligerent and all this stuff. But here's my thing, right? But you had like, an affair with her. Right for a while. For a while. Yeah, and this is and this is my thing. Like when she first started talking about him, she didn't go into the particulars. No, she didn't. Cause she knows it doesn't matter. So for you to say in response particulars and put it like solely on her and like make it seem like she was uh, like more than what it was, but it's like you carried on an affair with her. Why do all that? Why throw her under the bus? That's the shit I don't like. He was like, oh, she was like really aggressive and demanded sex from me and all this stuff. And it's like, okay, my guy, like. But you gave it to her. Right. Yeah. Like, you gave it to her, though. So that still says more about you than it does her. Right. And then based off of what she said, you even passed on to your man. Yeah. She just happened to like your man better. Oh, he was like real tall, I think. I don't. She she didn't go into a description. She said said he looked like T.I., but tall. But tall, right. But she, I mean... Truth be told, she said she liked him better. But at the end of the day, that man said he the one who told me to get at you. Yeah. It was a, and so, made it like a better of some kind. Right. So yeah. it's either you, what she said was true, or you feel like, oh, it was sexual harassment and you put your man on to an abuse. Which one is it? Because you can't have it both ways. Crazy. Right. right. And that's you was the thing. With the fuck shit, or you wasn't, and you put your man on the fuck shit. And from what I remember, he never even addressed, or if he did address it, he didn't really go that deep into addressing the shit about um, her and his friend. Um, he never addressed that, like. Yeah, of course not. Because if he do, then it change, it changes the narrative that he's trying to put out. Yeah, he didn't fucking like. He did not debunk anything that she was saying. 
It wasn't like, oh, she's, you know, full of shit. None of that ever happened. It was awesome. This is why you shouldn't listen to her because she used to get really drunk and be aggressive 20 years ago. No, that's right. right. So, yeah. What in the world is going on? I had to open my door. Oh, okay. Um... It just threw me off because I thought you was like bowling or folding up trees or I had to open. closing the church down or something. Um, open my front door. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Couldn't wait. It's all right. They, they know we're not like major yet, but we will be. So any kind of sounds they pick up in the episode, they just won't This get. is real. This is authentic. I'm about to say. Yes. Is you what you get is what you get. That's so. right. Um, but moving right along, cause um, this is getting really good. I so I was taking notes and everything when he started talking. Then I had to put the pen down because he was just going around in circles. Like he would start talking, and then get right back to being defensive about shit. And I'm just like, my guy, what's the point? What 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 are you trying to say? Exactly. And it's and I mean, you know, Jaguar Wright has been making the rounds a lot. Um I lately I I think I caught one or two of her Storm Monroe interviews. Um and I didn't know because see up until but last week I thought she was just associated with the roots, but with her Storm Monroe interviews I realized she'd been in the industry a lot longer mm-hmm. than that. Like, back when Mary was starting with um, with Puff Daddy and um, Uptown. And I was just like, wow. Yeah. And she went to a whole, she got a whole video for Mary J. Blige and stuff. And at first I was just like, she she keeps going on and on and on. And I'm like, all right, I'm going I'm to go in like to listen to this stuff but it's like everything she's saying has like a milestone of some sort which is like what separates truth from you know somebody just out here saying Mm -hmm. whatever um and a lot of what she said about mary i'm kind of going off a little bit from topic um kind of makes a lot of sense as to how she is towards like women like she had said something to the effect of um and it was funny as how i even laughed a little bit she, she said she was when she was up at the BET awards that the most recent time doing the lifetime achievement thing which i feel like she do that like every five years like, <laughs> how many lifetime achievements you gonna do um but she was up there, and Jaguar was like, see, you up there looking tired because you got to pay can do all this money. And Ooh. I was like, oh, wow. I mean, the tea was piping hot. <laughs> I mean, I'm jumping all around the interview, but, 
Like she said, she was up there looking tired because she got to pay can do. And the woman that he left her for was actually part of like a mm-hmm. story Murray's girlfriend between the two of them. That, that was Murray's um, girlfriend, and then they left Murray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh, but. When I tell you, I almost slid out my bed. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? But it's like, I was thinking about it because, you know, I process stuff. And I'm like, that probably makes a lot of sense as to why Mary, because she went into stuff about Mary and Faith, uh, Diddy and Mary and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like, Mary just doesn't, for whatever reason, just doesn't fuck with other females. Like, other artists, mm-hmm. she doesn't really she doesn't really like, look at like the contemporaries like Faith or Kelly, like, you don't really see her showing nope. them love but she right up under Rihanna and Beyonce all day <laughs> long um and it made me think, like I was thinking about that and then what Jaguar was saying I was like, it kind of clicks for me because Every time she does, she's up to get a tribute or something, she's the only one doing her own stuff. Which is cute, but it's like, I mean, I can name five or six girls, like, in the last 10 or 15 years, I can give you a tribute. Absolutely. Um, so I was just like, you have so much material, and your music is like not in one particular mm-hmm. genre. Why aren't you not giving it off to like a Keisha or a Fantasia or um or even Faith. Like I mean you know even one oh. of the newer, you know, artists, the younger generation is just coming up. Like, can we not hear Ari Lennox or even Janae Iko doing I'm going down and murdering that shit? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And I was just bringing up Mary because it was just like, you know, we talk about men and women kind of having this friction and men putting women down. But then it's like, there's also cases where women put other women down, but not like vocally. It's kind of like, it's something that's just not clicking. You've been in the game for almost a little over 30 years and you just don't rock with other females for whatever reason. And I remember like when I was oh, was that, like 12 or 13 and she did an interview Mary, Mary did an interview with Veronica Webb that was like you want to talk about shit that make you uncomfortable. Like Mary, this is back when Mary was like hostile like she, she when she stand on stage she's like Hard in her stance and just I don't know if it's just and leaning to the side, <laughs> but like around that same time, like Faith was had just dropped her album, right? And um, Mary was making the rounds in her interviews, kind of jabbing Faith, like she was like, "Oh, you got these girls out here that dress like me, look like me, styled after me." And they, but they ain't me. Um, and it's like, it's only one other person you can think of around that time that she's talking right. about. And that's Faith, right? Um, 
and then you know Faith had done um, has been doing more interviews the last couple of years, right? Like she popped through the Breakfast Club a couple of times, and they had all asked her, "Well, why were Mary's vocals missing from your album?" And she was I like, "I Mary really don't know." Like, yeah. well, we know that, <laughs> but it was <laughs> like we we know that. We know that. Like, I want I know these that, artists to like, stop acting like they ain't talk shit back in the day and we were supposed to get this stuff. Because I could have swore she had a whole interview speaking on that situation and that she requested to get her voice removed from off of those bad. What was it? Love Don't Live Here Anymore. That was the song that they did together. And she told them to remove her voice. Right. And, um, mm-hmm. and I think that was like the tipping point with her fallout with Puffy. It could have been other things, but that's the one thing that comes to my mind. But, like, <coughs> Faith said to the Breakfast Club when she was up there one of those times that I I don't know what happened. Like, the the label head, like UMG or whoever, um, came down and was like, you know, Mary wants her vocals off the album, but I guess Puffy didn't tell her or whatever. But, yeah, like, Something like that. It's just like, I don't understand. But then, like, listening to Jaguar, just kind of going through memory lane around that same time, I was just like, it just makes so much sense. Like, she, um, another thing she said was, like, Puffy would send her out to, like, recruit other rappers. Now, I don't know to what degree or to what level, but, like, it it was like, huh? Because, I don't know, but some of what she was saying about Mary Well, got me I mean, I don't know how many rappers about. fall under that umbrella, but the proof is in the locks. Yeah. The lock, uh, Mary took the locks to Puff. And we right. know how that the whole Let the Lock Go campaign, like, she took them there. They got completely screwed. Like everybody else. We know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> like we know what happened else. after that. <clears throat> I mean, but they, you know, they love Mary and are grateful that even though shit didn't work out over there, that she still took them and put them on because wouldn't be where they are today if not for that first jump start. So I get it, but she did usher them into some bullshit. Right. Right. After having been through her own bullshit with him because of, like, I think around that My Life album and then the whole face situation, it was just like, I mean, what do you want him to do? You know what I mean? Like, Bad Boy 94, 95 was, like, their year to just jump off. Like, what do you want him to do? But at the same time, from what I heard, and she even talked about Puffy, too. Um, I didn't get to the Tevin Campbell video, but um, I'm kind of nervous about that one. But um, much about it. I mean, not anything. She didn't go in on right. him. Or anything. She didn't go in on him on the first time. Like, what she said about him 
wasn't anything bad and it wasn't anything that public record, let's be honest. Um, right. She simply asked, how does someone with that talent and the voice that that boy had end up being a prostitute? Which is an honest question. Being a prostitute. Being a prostitute. You, you, heard, it the first time you heard what so. I said. Listen, no, I did I thought you said in all a, I'm gonna say is this: Listen, I'm gonna say it. He was a prostitute, and if you gonna hold her accountable for it, hold BET accountable for it for that little article that he put out in 2013 about the whole situation. I screenshotted. He was caught in a matter of fact. Hold on, child. We don't turn into. Oh wow. Uh, Okay, I need to know. I don't know, but responded to Jaguar and he said, Oh, he's her. Yeah, he said for defamation. But the article Mm -hmm. says that he got in trouble for soliciting an undercover male cop. And yeah, so that's the thing. And I think that's the reason why he wants to sue her because Jaguar said that he was a prostitute. But (laughs) he wasn't arrested for prostitution. He was arrested for solicitation. So I don't know. Do y'all remember at the end of Sister Act 2 when... I'm mad you laughing while you talk. Y'all remember when at the end of Sister Act <laughs> 2 when they rolled up on Sister Mary Clarence and was like, oh, uh, Sister Mary Clarence, such and such and such and such. We heard yeah, whatever, whatever, was, whatever. Yeah, and she was I like, know. I have never been XYZ. I yeah. was blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. that's what yeah. Tevin doing right now. Like, <laughs> no. Bitch, I wasn't. I wasn't a prostitute. Bitch, I was soliciting. That's a different tour, <laughs> and I'm going to sue you for getting your facts fucked up. I was soliciting. I have never been a prostitute. I was trying to pay a prostitute. Like, oh, oh my god. Okay, whatever. <laughs> right. Now that's what he's saying to her. Right. right. Exactly. Like. Oh, oh man, and I'm so mad I cannot remember that quote because that used to be one of my favorite parts of that movie. They called her a showgirl. Oh, she mm-hmm. not a Vegas showgirl. She was something else. Oh my goodness. I used to say that shit all the time, and now I can't think of it because I've been mm-hmm. sipping on uh, some champagne and some mimosas and then some Irish mimosas. So. I know that's fucking right. Right. What What's is that? What's an Irish mimosa? So an Irish mimosa is a mimosa with Jameson. Irish whiskey. Oh, okay. Oh, no, oh it's that. so good. You're a lightweight, Jay. That sounds like um. No, listen. I, listen, I'll try anything that's right. <laughs> um, but... <Ew. laughs> But that sounds like it'll have you on the toilet. I guess I'll let you I'm, know. Because like, <laughs> right now it's wonderful. Oh my goodness. Oh, okay. Maybe in soon I'll try it. But um, 
Wow, we done just. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, um, but yeah, like it got me to thinking as I was going through her, her videos, just like she kind of in a way just answered a lot of what I was thinking. Like, well, why doesn't Mary just tip her head off to, you know, other female artists that she inspired and why does she not, why is she not friends why with other females on, like, why outside she, of Whitney? She just, like, an entity yeah. of her own. And she, it's very weird. It's weird. <laughs> very weird. Um, I don't know. At least around her neck. So, Tyler mentioned Ooh. in one of his videos, I don't know if it was the video with Vila or the most recent video where he was specifically just addressing Jaguar out and out, but he kept saying, like, you know, how are you, like, an advocate for women and you, you know, saying that you know, you want to protect women and X, Y, Z, but then you turn around and you attack women and you tearing down women, speaking of Mary, Erica Badu, Jill Scott, Moni Love, uh, the chick from The Roots <laughs> that worked with The Roots that she mentioned, the one that she said told her ex-husband that she was fucking with Talib in the first place, all that stuff, but she even said herself, like, I'm not a defender of all women. I'm not a friend to all women. Women who do fucked up things to other women, no, I don't have to defend you, and I'm not going to be quiet about the fuck shit that you've done to other women. And if you've been following her and listening to her interviews and her lives and her posts, she, you know, takes accountability for the role that she played. Yep. And bringing other women into, you know, into the mix of all of this. Yeah. She said that from the beginning. And that was the first, that was one of the main things that stuck out. Was the exactly said, what y'all don't understand is, is that I'm atoning for exactly. the sins that I committed. So she didn't just throw everybody under the bus. She talked about herself. It was exactly. her personal experience. It was things that she witnessed or that she was affected by in some way, shape, or form. That's what people not understanding. Because the one thing that I respected about it was when, like in the Storm Monroe interview, he would ask her questions and she would be like, I don't know nothing about that. I know what I heard, but I don't know mm-hmm. anything personally about it. So I don't see you picking and choosing what you want to lie about. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Exactly. It just like, doesn't lie is going to lie. Period. They're going to lie. They Especially if they got an audience. If her intent was to lie, whatever question he threw at her, she would have had an answer. It wouldn't mm-hmm. have had it. But you don't sit up here and tell a story and. I, you asked me some question that ain't got nothing relevant to me, and I'm gonna say no. I'm not gonna touch on that because I don't know nothing about it. And keep it moving. Right. It doesn't make sense. It don't make sense because a liar, a liar loves an audience. Or her story has not changed <laughs> since she's been telling it. Mhm. And it's not no generalized story either. 
she can give you reference points and dates. And what dates, happened the night of? What she was when she told she was me, there. like <laughs> what what people was watching on TV. When she said, "Listen, this is what sealed it." When she told me <laughs> that Common's album, like he was, um, it was right yep. around the time he was recording, like Water for Chocolate. When she he was said. That that HBO uh-huh. show pimps up and hoes down. I was I damn near fell out. I said stop playing because I know pimps up and hoes down now. That's my shit. Um, we <laughs> of that age, we all know that shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like she. I sat back and I was like, that that shit is right because throughout the whole album, he's acting like he's a pimp. But he's also like conscious too, and she said something about she was originally supposed to be on that. She was supposed to be in MC Light's spot mm-hmm. on that song that he did with her. But like she even went and talked about how um, Jill, like when Jill Scott, because yep. her and Jill Scott were real tight. Um, just kind of supporting the bigger point of how women treat other women. When she was um, recording her first album, she, because um, I think Storm had asked her, well, does Jill Scott write her own stuff? And she was like, what I can say is that she didn't write mm-hmm. for a long while. Her cousin did. Uh-huh. She actually, her cousin did. Um, I was just like, Wow. Like that blew me off the water because I thought Jill wrote all of it. But like, you know, I mean, that's like a industry saying. You know, uh, people yeah. like to slap their name on shit all the time uh-huh. and claim that they had a part in it and they didn't. Right, and she said that um, she may have, she possibly was under pressure by the label to do what Lauren Hill did with her album where oh, you know, such and such helped her write this, but she just going to slap only her mm-hmm. name right. on the credits. And everybody mm-hmm. knows that Lauren Hill got in trouble for And that. that's the thing. And people, and I feel like the people who are saying this, uh, you know, these new people, this new generation, like, they don't know. oh, she, she clout chasing da 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 Almost like everything that she's yeah, mm-hmm. number one, you, you weren't around, you have no memory before. of it. Right. A lot of this stuff I remember, and then a lot of this stuff you can just you can yep. literally right. so fact check. And if you, if you yeah, and you pay saying and you fact check. And then you said, if I'm lying, sue me. And then you uh-huh. go to the fever. So something. Shannon, you breaking up. Are you moving to the center of the earth because you um because <laughs> you literally sound like 
Yeah. You on Wi-Fi, ain't you? A, a I little was... bit. You probably need to what turn man, So, <laughs> I thought maybe that was it. Oh. But um, you said turn it off. There you go. We can hear you now. We can hear you now. No, you you good now. Okay. You good now. So I was saying like people who have taken the time to respond to her in one way or another, they have never gone fact for fact to really discredit and disprove what she said. Mm-hmm. They just find another bone to pick. Right. So Moni Love. When she went and she went in on sis, like she went in and on Moni Love. Yes, she did. Moni Love did not dispute, discredit, debunk, whatever you want to say. Nothing that Jaguar said. Her whole hill to die on was that she showed a picture of her daughter when she was a fucking toddler. The girl don't even look like that no more. She don't. <laughs> but she was really bent out of shape. You don't show you showed a picture of my child, my child? Like I can see if baby sis still looked like that today. And if school were in session and yeah. some stranger danger could come up and say, Hey little Moni loves girl, I know your mom. Come get some candy. Like, that's not even a thing because kids not at school and the little girl don't even look like that no more. Like, sis, you bit out of shape while she showed a picture of your daughter when she was a toddler? A picture that she got from you? Right. Like, relax. And then Ty Lib turned around talk about yeah, and she showed a picture of Moni Love's daughter or children, a child. Like, <laughs> if y'all don't knock it the fuck off. That little girl don't Crazy. even look like that no more. Y'all get mad over post. Because when she showed the picture, accountable for they bullshit. When she showed the picture, she also said, "Oh, I haven't seen her in a really long time, but this is the last picture I have of her, or something along those lines." Like nobody could probably pick that girl out of a lineup today based off of the picture that, that Jaguar picture. showed of her as a toddler, like. So this is what y'all want to put the attention on. That right. she showed that picture. Y'all ain't going to address none of the other, other shit that she Nothing said about Moni. Right. Don't nobody We're not going to talk about that because paid. you know what? Yeah, because you can't. Because right. if you could, you would. But you're not going to talk about that. You're just going to say, she showed a picture of my child. Who does that? Da-da-da, girl, sit down and relax. Like, none of these, even Jill. Jill just posted something that had the internet, you know, a little bit buzzing for the people who are following this whole Jaguar right shit. Jill posted something talking about the lion doesn't respond to the little dog or some shit like that. And people's like, oh, she talked about Jaguar. She called Jag a little dog. And people drew that conclusion because in the caption, she said, oh, lines of light and love to 
uh, Erica Badu, Mary J. Blige, Diddy, Comments, I Live, all the people that Jaguar has said something about. She, Alicia Keys, she sends light and love to them under that post. Like, sis, address her directly. That, right. I feel like this. Address her directly. It's not true. And the thing is, it's like she said from the beginning, you ain't got to go live with me. You ain't Talk to me. Mary, you owe me an apology. That's what she said. She ain't say nothing. No, she ain't asking for money. She's not. She just want the respect that she was deserved and shit to be acknowledged for what it is. And the toxic behavior that they keep doing in the industry to stop. And I don't literally. feel like it's anything wrong. It's not. With wanting to stop that. It's not. Because earlier, to criticize these artists and wondering why they change their bodies, why they look high all the time, why they doing this, why they doing that, why failing to realize how much the industry controls their art. Mm -hmm. And I've been seeing a lot of people saying like, "Oh, she clout chasing. Oh, what's her end goal? Yada yada yada." Well, she went live with Storm Monroe last last night. night. And, and I didn't, I didn't see it, but I mm-hmm. did get. Uh, I started the video earlier, and I did get to the part where she said her ultimate goal is to change the whole landscape of the music industry. Mm-hmm. So, for all the people who are saying, "Well, what is, was she trying to gain from this? Was she trying to gain? She exposing people. She telling people stories who." You know, didn't speak on it themselves. She she just said it. So now yep. moving forward, we don't have to ask, what's she trying to gain? What's her goal? What's her motivation? She mm-hmm. just said it. Her 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 goal is to change the whole way the music industry runs. Yep. And the way it's been running for decades. Because too many people have been used and abused and I mean, somebody has to do something. Somebody has to say somebody something. Somebody has to say something. Somebody has to do it. Somebody has to be the one to say, this shit is not okay. Can't keep letting these kids do it. More and more people dying. And yeah. Younger and younger. When is it going to stop? So. When does the entertainment, when do the lives become more valuable than the entertainment? I mean, as for. That's what she's trying to do, and I I just hope more people get on board. I hope that people, say, yeah, people get to a point where people are more important than profits. Um, when I the end of it, when she initially she wasn't going to say it, he kind of got it. She just like fuck it, I'm gonna say. It. She said her alternate. The person who she's after is Clive Davis. Okay, so I saw that yeah. earlier too. Yeah. I didn't hear it, she said, but somebody yeah. else posted end, it. Right. At the end, that's what she said. She was like, I can sit here and go after Mary. I can go after Diddy. I can do all of that. But if you want to kill a snake, you're going to have to cut the head off. Mm-hmm. That's what the old folks said. Clive Davis. And she said that she has something on him. From back when Aretha days, but she mm. did not say what it is. 
and I'm almost afraid to find out. <laughs> but she says she has something on him. At this point, with Clive being as old as he is, um, is any day is any day now with him? Like, if we being completely honest, is any day now? Like, he's old as fuck. Um. So I just don't think that he's gonna get what he truly deserves because he's so old. Right, and all, what she said is, is, step away, step the fuck away, give it up, just walk, just oh. walk away. You old? He, I mean, this what she said. She said you old. Retire. Walk away. But he should, and that's the problem with. I mean, a lot of industries, like, we don't even have to talk about just music, like, even in the workplace, and no, this is not ages, this is just a fact, like, you have these older people clinging and holding on to these positions when they can no longer meet the requirements of the position. To perform the, yep. Music, entertainment, all of that shit is based off of what's popping, what's trendy. The younger generation, like even us at our age, if we truly want to know what's popping and what's going on, we got to seek out younger people. Yep. We, even at our age, we are not in the know. We're not in the mix. And Clive is what? 40-something years I'll see you, maybe? Yeah, I think she's sending me in his 70s or something. Almost. Exactly. So he's even more removed. Exactly. So they are so far removed. We acknowledge your contribution. We respect it. But somebody younger should be in that position, like you clinging and holding Ooh. on to shit, and you not giving well, nobody else a chance. He's fucking eighty-eight. Well, here's the thing. Ooh. Yeah, him and um, Chris mm. Jones. Are I thought he was older. I want to say. Yeah, he's like, 88. He's probably a couple, and that's years probably old. his industry age. So <laughs> let's just say. <laughs> No, fuck that. Just hang out. Is Google telling you he 88? <laughs> Miss Girl is really 93. <laughs> Minimum 93. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Are you going to oh, hang up for me? I'm just oh, saying, Miss Girl. No, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just being silly. Yes, Miss Girl. Not Miss Girl. Uh, uh. Um, <laughs> Shamira taught me that. No, but what I was what I was going to say is, oh my God. <laughs> this is why I'm you got to stay connected to the younger people. <laughs> right? There you go. Because <laughs> uh, see, I try to follow behind them. I yeah, Miss Girl is ninety three. No, but what I'm saying. <laughs> oh my God. All I can think about is an episode. Of That's what she got it from. Where he was on there. Oh my! Listen, goodness. so <laughs> okay. Sidebar, real quick, <laughs> listeners. No, we gotta, we gotta do this can because we... they gotta know. So, Shamara kept 
Shabbat has been calling all of us I'm Miss Girl, like me, shit. her mother, Emma, Darius, Hezekiah. Like, em, she's been calling everybody Miss Girl since the beginning of the summer. And I don't know, somebody was like, Who is Miss Girl? Why are you calling all of us Miss Girl? So she sent me the link to whatever court show that is with Judge Tola. <laughs> Oh, yes, so she sent no, me the I'm link. I will nay, I will send you the link. I'm about to when I tell now. you, I'm I had literally. You. Oh, I oh, need to see the, the whole, whole episode because I literally only saw the Miss Girl part. So the guys like something, something, something. The guys like something, something, something. Oh, excuse me, Miss Girl. So the other guys like it's no. not Miss Girl. It's Miss Tola. Lord, so you the judge. Miss Girl divorce court. <laughs> well, you know, well, you know, who guys, I did see the clip. I mean, everybody knows who he is. His, he irks me. So, listen. No, yeah, I didn't know that. Yes, he listen. So. <laughs> no, I, I only saw the clip um, of Miss Girl and Judge Tola. <laughs> he he is a trip anyway, but like the way he introduces himself is he'll do donuts in his. Oh shit! Right? I almost spit out this in fucking mimosa. Like 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 how he does on. When he Shut on up! He was on catfish. Yeah, that's how I knew. That's, that's how I found out who he was on catfish. Him yes. and um, what was his god that crazy ass boy name? Oh my goodness, y'all schooling me tonight. Please send me links after this. Do you remember when Charlemagne was hosting Catfish? So, so. They had like a, it was like, what was it that, it was a thing. Oh no, I don't before. really like her that much. So anything that she's involved in, I don't watch. Oop. Oh. Oh. Not she. Oh, no. I mean. Not I mean, not Jason, Charlamagne, you can cut it out no. if you want, but I don't like it like that. So <laughs> no, no, I don't watch anything that no, sis is doing. No. All right, try, uh, uh, I don't uh, fuck with Miss Girl. Uh, I said it. Cut oh, it out. Oh, Edit it. Oh, Lord. Oh, 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 I can't. I'm trying to find my face. Shanae, is my face over there on your floor? Cause, oh. um, oh my god, I, got uh, I mean, I guess nice. that can be another podcast wow. called <laughs> like, like... so, so okay, so, do that. So, we just gonna move along because, um, so Roland, <laughs> Roland Ray oh. on divorce court, so he starts, you know, when they say, you know, the plaintiff is such and such or the complainant or whatever. He comes out in his motorized car. I think from the side. Because he... Because <laughs> he can't do the steps in the motorized car. But he's doing donuts, like, in front of the podium oh, that he's supposed to stand behind or whatever. He was like... He was like, that's like This is the voice court and I am... I am only rain. I am giving, and it's been giving. Oh my God! It's, it's been giving. 
Yes, I am me. I am everything. And the whole no. courtroom is quiet. <laughs> the whole courtroom is quiet, right? Judge Tola is frozen, and she looks over at Ben of like, did that just happen in my courtroom? Did like, did, did he just do that? Like, she was just struck. So, Roland Ray has a, a high top fade, and the top part is, yes. is red. Right, yeah. I'm looking at it right now. And then his best friend comes out with his hair sprayed yellow with a matching yellow shirt and some slacks or whatever. So the guy that I guess he's divorcing from, they weren't technically married, comes out, um, has makeup on and eyelashes, real made up and everything, right? So um, they get to going back and forth, and then it turns left. And, you know, she, she likes order. Like, you can't all talk at the same time. Right. So the guy that was the defender was like, oh, I'm sorry, Judge Honor Girl. Judge who? Right. So he was like, oh, no, no, no. He said, oh, excuse me. He said, oh, excuse me, Miss Girl. And she was like, Miss who? Miss who? And then Roland Ray said, it's it's Miss Tola. And she said, it's Judge Tola. Listen, nay, you've got to see that shit. So it was already funny with Shamara calling everybody Miss Girl. And when I say everybody was Miss Girl, everybody was Miss Girl. So it was already funny with her calling everybody Miss Girl. But when she showed me that clip, I was done. Oh, Lord, what in the world? I'm mad you yes. watching. Oh, he's as yellow as his head and his shit. Jesus Christ. And then, then the... um. The guy's Why is he the same height? Out, Listen, he the same she was like, him sitting in the chair, though. She was like, hi, Big Bird. Hi, um, what's she called, Rolling Ray? She was like, hi, it gotta Big be Bird. Elmo. Hi, Elmo. It gotta she, be Elmo. Yeah, she was like, hi, Big Bird. Hi, Elmo. Uh, <laughs> uh, look, look at her. Oh, I gotta see this whole episode. <laughs> She was like, look at her nails, look at her shoes. Oh, oh no. <laughs> well, she did come out in flats and she was a little heavy footed, but nevertheless, yeah, that it was a circus. Like I saw that last year. Like somebody showed me the uh video last year. <laughs> I was just like, this can't be life. This really cannot be life. Listen. He was like, look, her nails, her makeup. This girl took me out. Oh, excuse me, Miss Girl. (laughs) Miss Who? (laughs) Right. She like like an owl. Miss Who? That took me out. Nevertheless, we done took um, a whole detour. (laughs) We're supposed to be serious this episode, y'all. Like we all can be serious all the time. Really? I know. I know. We just gonna give the people what they want, but um, give the people. See, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need um Eddie Chantel OJ over here, (laughs) (laughs) Chantel Levert. Okay, get the people what they want. It's what they Um, want, Jay. Yes. Yes. Yes, I'm sorry, Miss. Okay, Elmer say girl. it again. I was about to say it. Just like that. Yeah. You know what? You know what? This is not, <laughs> this is not Spotify after dark. 
I will hang up on both of y'all. You started it, Miss Girl. Miss <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, Judge Clark. It's Judge Clark. Oh my God. Ugh. Look at her dance. Look at her <laughs> Yeah, oh, this is so much fun. Look at her nails, her shoes. My cheeks hurt from laughing and smiling. (laughs) Look at her makeup. Like, my cheeks really, really hurt. Oh, my goodness. Um, But nevertheless, (laughs) I don't even know where to go from here. But um, I was about to start singing again. Don't do. This is not BET After Dark. I, it's I not, and know. I can't this sing, is... but I got a song for everything. <laughs> Me too. Me Y'all too. remember Where Do We Go From Here? Yes. Okay, because that's what I was about to start singing. Not Deborah Cox. <laughs> yes, Miss um, Deborah. Okay, Ms. one more tangent. One more tangent. Did y'all see the Nobody's Supposed to Be Here ta- uh, challenge? Yeah. No. Yeah. You ain't see it, Jay? No. Okay, so Nate, who won? I'm gonna have to give it to Melanie Fiona. Listen, and her son. Her and her son stole it for me. Not to mention she was sitting down. She right. Like, yeah, sis won. And did it like it just came out just I know absolutely. Like it just flowed. <laughs> just came out. Well, she can sing her face off. I don't know why she, can. she just oh, hitting Her hitting like, and it just it, it Jay, was, you gotta like, go yeah, to it was that. Uh, go to You Follow They Have Range. Yeah. I was about to say, I'm sure you do. Everybody does. Go on there and go to the Nobody's Supposed to Be Here Challenge and check out Melanie Fiona. Like, sis stole it. She stole it. She was sitting down and she murdered it. That's all. Since, you know, I brought up Deborah Cox. I'm almost scared to talk about anything else because we might be back on the next one. Um, Maybe. I don't know. Let's so, go. No, see, we have one here. <laughs> What we're gonna do is we is we gonna tie this up for right now. Um I got another song for that. No, no, no. Janet Jackson rope burn. Oh my lord. If you'd like to make a call, <laughs> you said hi, and I thought, tie me up, tie me down. Make me moan real loud. So this is the <laughs> refuse podcast. Um no, but like I don't even know. But I'm going to tie this up real fast. Did you guys um, want to talk about anything else as far as what we talked about before we went on the tangent? I um, Okay, go ahead. Yes. I want to know, can you tell us about what happened between you and t- that incident between you and Talib? Okay, so yeah, that's the point. That's really the main point, right? That's why I'm here in the first place, (laughs) and we went everywhere. But why I'm here in the first place? Yeah, because I remember when you posted the screenshot of it, and I went to go look in the comments myself, and was just like, 
<laughs> really, nigga? So right. this is what you did. <laughs> like, so okay. Yeah. So can you please like tell us what how did that happen? Okay, so I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg, meaning I don't know if my shit with him happened first or the shit with uh, Maya happened first. I just know it was like really close and when it happened. Um, up to that point, I followed Talib, was a fan of his music, met him a few times, um, been in, you know, rooms with him whatever and the last time the most recent time was uh I don't know maybe 2018 2019 it was him and uh Yasin Bay at the Anthem or the Anthem House whatever it's called in like DC or something like that and Dead Prez opened the show so we went down because Darius is like really cool with M1. Went down there, you know, went backstage, all that shit. After the show, we went back upstairs and Talib and I, like, we literally talked for uh, maybe two hours. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Yeah, just... I mean, of course, it was a, you know, dressing room, green room, whatever, full of people. But I don't know what sparked the conversation, but we got the talking. It was a big bottle of Jameson in there. We chilling, we vibing, all that shit. And as we were, you know, just talking and all that shit, I said to him, which is really wild, because I said to him, I was like, you know, I, you know, I've been a fan for a few years, you know, always been a follower, like, even before social media and then MySpace, all that shit. Like, I said, but I noticed that Twitter has made you more of, it's made you more of a relaxed performer. Because I'd see him in a few shows pre-social media and pre-Twitter. But Twitter gave Talib like, I don't know, like, I guess like a boost in confidence or a boost in ego, testosterone, I don't know, but it made him, the way that he engaged and interacted with people on Twitter, mainly, you know, a lot of like alt-right groups and white supremacists and all that shit like the way that he was able to like navigate that space and engage with them made him looser and more confident and more comfortable in his stage performances so I said that to him that went into a whole conversation yada 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 fast forward to I don't know what was that like July, early July maybe sometime in June I'd already been following him because, like I said, you know, I was a fan. And he posted something or somebody commented something about ADOS. So that's uh, American Descendants of Slavery. If you're unfamiliar, go to ADOS 101. I think it's .org and check it out. But basically, he was bashing 
the whole group based off of like personal feelings toward the two uh, creators of ADOS and then some of the people who identify as ADOS. So me being a longtime fan and follower of Ty Lib and a new follower of ADOS, Yvette Carnell and Antonio Moore, I had a liking and mutual respect for both, even though I know that they had their, you know, bad interactions in the past. Okay, whatever. Apples and oranges. I can still like Ty Lib. I can still like Yvette and Antonio. But the com- the post that he put up or the comment he made was just so off base. I I chose to comment and I'm like, hey, you got it wrong. Like, this is a political movement based off of lineage. Nothing more, nothing less. Like, I got respect for you and I got respect for them. You know, respectfully, this is what I'm saying. And his, res- and his response was, Oh, fuck you. They threatened me, said shit about my kids, yada, yada, yada. Hold up, pause. Because where I'm from, we don't say and throw around fuck you lightly. You don't know me well enough to say fuck you. And even more than that, I literally let you know I'm coming from a place of love and respect for you and them. Right. Your fuck you was totally unwarranted. It was out of pocket. And you're a whole man. And I mean, yes, the internet, so you don't really know. But optics wise, you're a whole man speaking to a whole woman who's happy and smiling and her profile pic. Like, check yourself. So I posted my comment. He responded. And I didn't see it until the next morning. So when I woke up and I saw it, it was like, okay, well, good morning and fuck you too. Pretty much. But what he didn't know is that, okay, I don't expect for you to remember our few interactions over the years because at the Anthem or Anthem House, whatever it's called, that wasn't our first time being in a room together, being, you know, within arm's distance, I can reach out and touch him. Like, that wasn't the first time. I don't expect for you to remember that, though. However, you do need to keep in mind, like, pre-COVID, it was easy to get in a room with you. You can be touched. You don't know who you're talking to and you don't know who knows who. So when that shit went down, um, I don't know if I told... I didn't even get to tell Darius. Somebody else told him before I got to tell him because they followed him and they saw it. And then I told him and then other people saw it. And somehow somebody ended up reaching out to, I don't know if y'all ever paid attention, but he mentioned somebody, Seth, a lot. And Seth works with him. I don't know if it's like his manager or something, but 
they're friends and they work together. So Darius and people, Darius knows they have a line of Seth. You know, calls were made and of course he ain't say shit back to me, but that's not the point. Like you violated, you disrespected, you had all this funk for a woman but you carry a lot of spunk for women and what you or who you think are like, you know, racist white boys that you'll probably never, ever come across because they racist white boys that sit in their room and troll all day. I'm not that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you got a lot of spunk for people you think that you'll never come across or people that you feel like you can intimidate. I'm neither of those people. I've been in rooms with you before and there's a great chance I'll be in a room with you again. So I just want you to say fuck me to my face. That's it. That's all. That's it. That's all. I would have a I would have a lot more respect for him if when I'm in a room with him and I press him, he looks me in my eyes and says, Okay, and it's still fuck you, bitch. Yeah. I'll have more respect for him if he does that. However, seeing how he carries shit and seeing the clown type nigga that he is. Like, just even that whole Jaguar right exposing Jaguar video he put up, within the first five minutes, he's insulting the audience that he wants to hear him out to expose Jaguar. Oh, I started writing some shit down last night, and then I was like, oh, I'm writing this much down. It could be a media piece, but you motherfuckers don't read. My nigga, what? Like, you think you're the only person who picks up books and newspapers and you read shit? Right. Like, your problem is you're used to being, I guess, the smartest nigga in the room, which is already to your detriment because you should never be the smartest person in the room. You should be surrounding yourself about, you know, with people that you can learn from. But motherfuckers with egos do suck a shit like that. So, you know, I mean, it's understandable that he would approach a woman, me, or Maya, who's like, what, 10, 12 years younger than us on his phone. So she probably like 15, 20 years younger than him. Like, she could be your whole daughter. Like, she didn't at you. Right. Based off of your logic, you ain't no ain't shit nigga, so you didn't address the tweet that said niggas ain't shit. But you ain't no colorist based off of your logic. You got a brown skinned lady, black girl pain, you know, you feature black women in your videos, whatever, like you ain't no colorist. So since she didn't at you, and you know you're not a colorist, 
why even go at this young why lady? Why entertain it? Yeah, why exactly? It? It's because you got a lot of spunk when it comes to women and when it comes to white boys that you know you'll never run into in life. But I can be in a room with you, and I can be in a room with you with men who will address you. So just keep that same energy. Say fuck me to my face when I'm in a room with a man who's also there with me. That part. That whole fucking part. (laughs) Per. Wow. I have been enlightened tonight. I feel so good. Uh, this was a really good idea. Well, thank you for having me, JNA. Listen, when we started talking in the first part, a couple yeah. weeks ago, I was like, we should have her on here. Because I was telling her in the other episode how he came, um, he was under somebody else's post. And I responded. I was like, It was under Jaguar's post. He was under Jaguar's post, yeah. It was on the Jaguar ship because you. I saw it and I was like, okay, Jay, that's right. You feel me about in my absence? Cause some clown ass nigga on there defending Ty Lip. First of all, like I can't stand me a dick riding ass grown man unless that's truly what you like to do. If you if you truly, you know, love dick and like to ride it, then by all means get your life. But that's not how he was doing it. Hallelujah. Hey, I know it. All right. (laughs) But I'm saying like he wasn't even doing it in that way. Like you coming on here. First of all, why are you under this lady's post? What are you over here for? Right. When you could have been alive with her. You You over here being, but he, the guy was over there being nosy. Mm-hmm. He had no reason being over on Jaguar's post if you that much of a Talib fan and you stand by him. But you over right. here really like mixing yourself in women's business. Okay, whatever. But the person posted something like, oh, something, something, something in defense of Talib. And Jason was like, but no, like he has a pattern yeah. of doing this with black women. One, that I know personally knock it off like no this is who he is cause here, here's here's the thing and I want to kind of wrap it up on this I don't take too kindly to that kind of first of all just ganging up on a person whether it's in comments in person like however you want to do that like I'm not a big fan of that Even if it's like Especially when it comes to women, because like I got a mother, I got four aunts, I got a grandmother, nieces, sisters, cousins, and I don't play that. Like it's not, and it's like under that particular video, I just saw a bunch of comments just aimed at her. Oh, she crazy. Mm -hmm. Oh, she's schizophrenic. Oh, she she need a man in her life. She ain't get enough of this. She need to go like. It's just anything around implying that this that she's crazy or she's out of it or she's bitter or she's angry, but it's like at the end of the day, the fact is she has too many 
reference points and too many milestones that we've all lived through through these people's music for it to be a lot. That's what I don't understand. How am I crazy for talking about my own life and experiences? And that's the thing. And that's that's another thing. It's like when this back and forth and this pushback is the reason why people exactly become another person's denial of my story becomes my story instead of what I'm actually telling you I experienced. How does somebody else be more valid over my life story? And that's the thing. And it's like, like, and here's another thing. It's like if a person is standing there telling you what they experience and how they feel, you don't have the right to push back on the contrary. Oh, well, she lying. Oh, she don't know what she's talking about. Bitch, you weren't even there. And you weren't in, unless you were in her back pocket or in her asshole when she was getting a dick poked in her mouth, you can't you say can't. shit. And people need to understand, and I'm getting a little riled, riled up. People need to understand, like, doing all this shit only pushes a person over. If they're not strong enough, or if they're not Luckily, I mean, Jaguar is She built the right for one. it tough. Because it's like, <laughs> she built for it tough. Um, but, like, not everybody's built that way. Like, this kind of shit is essentially cyberbullying. Like, this is the shit. It's definitely, people yeah. People the kids. And it's like, at this point, we all know what cyberbullying does and how it plays on a person's mental health mm-hmm. if you're not careful. So, you got grown-ass men, grown-ass women, mothers, fathers, who got kids that go through this shit, and it's like, why are you doing it to another female? You're doing the same shit you're trying to protect your exactly. kids Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I was like, no. This, this, we're we not doing that. Like, we in the, the middle of a fucking pandemic. We dropping like roaches. We dropping like flies. You got bigger shit to worry about, like getting into your car, and you know you being in your own property, and a cop car roll by, and you got and you and your kids go hide because they think they going exactly. Next. You know what I mean? Like and yeah, <clears throat> you right. Like, come on now. Like, let this woman tell her story, and if the shit don't apply, let, fly. let that shit fly. Like, you have bigger shit to worry about. You got a dude in the White House that is just not for anything but the almighty dollar. And he's playing with his executive control. Like, you talking about you going to suspend negotiations for stimulus because you want people to vote for you? Like, you really going to dangle that shit in front of us like a carrot because you scared you won't lose? And you probably, And you know you will because... Never in the history of my life, and I'm kind of going off on a tangent, never in the history of my life have I seen a president just so bad, like, you're not going to get a second term. You're just not. You, you, you're doing too much fuck shit. You're not doing what you need to do. And you got a whole ass pandemic during your administration. He's going to expose every ounce of flaw that the American government has. And it's about time because and our shit is antiquated. 
So it's time for shit. It's time for shit to change. It's time for it to change, especially because for him to say, "I ain't leaving peacefully." Let's just say for the fuck of, like, like in all honesty, though he does it the way that he does it, and it looks stupid to us. Every single thing that this man said he was going to do, he's done, and nobody has been able to stop him. Nope. It's the stand. It's the stand. Uh, stand back. And oh stand yes, back. with the motherfucking proud boys. Right. So my question is: Is if he, I ain't going away. What y'all gonna do about it? That's what I want to know. What are y'all gonna do about it? Like. You got people in the middle Midwest, middle of the country, like armed up like fucking Tomb Raider in the fucking subway. Like, mm. I don't want that. No, keep, no, no. Mm-mm. You got to do all that just to get a, a three pack of cookies and a 32 ounce of Sprite. No, I'm good. Like, I feel like we is really on the verge of some Absolutely. shit. Absolutely. Like, and it's like on top of being scared every time I get in my car or worried, like, I got to think about shit like that. And we only a couple of counties away from written mm-hmm. territory, Trump country, whatever you want to call it. And it's, it's, it's wild. It's, it's crazy. But, um, yeah, I saw that. I was like, no, nah, we're not doing that. We're not doing that on my watch. So, with that being said, because if I keep going, I'm going to get my Jesse Jackson bag <laughs> and really start going off. Um, Please don't use him Because it's, it's, well, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's, it's very, definitely a lot. It it's is. a lot that I don't it think was, we, as a culture, already, like, that's, it's not a conversation we ready to have. They're not ready to be open but and 100% honest about everything that's going on. Fuck no. They not right because it's because it's gotten to a point to where people are just so sensitive and people are just want to be coddled and they feel like they're entitled and it's like if they say it in a way or turn it in a way like you have they'll have like a group of people that enable them to keep mm-hmm. with the bullshit but because that's their favorite. They just let the shit slide. It's like, no, it's fuck shit no exactly. matter who it comes from. Like, because I see this shit all the time in the gay community, and that's a whole nother episode, but it's like, you know, as young, like, you think back to when you were a child and shit, it's like, you're taught to be honest. Like, don't lie, don't cheat, don't steal. But it's like, you got these new jacks, these 20-something-year-olds that just thumb up their nose at it. And it's just, they split people up, they get divisive, they they play both ends, they say something to this person in, in their ear and then say something different in this person in the ear. And if you're not, like, up to, like, up to their games or see to their bullshit, you get wrapped up in it. And before you know it, it's like, it's split, it's shattered, it's like all this mayhem. It's just like we grown ass people. Like, there's bigger shit you need to worry about besides, oh well, you know, 
you're friends with this person. Oh, well, we can't be friends. Sir, you are a whole ass 40 year old. <laughs> know what I mean? Like, you are like, come on now. Like, you doing this mean girl shit. You, you doing too much. And it's like, you have other shit to worry about. Like, and, and, and it's like, on top of that, people are indifferent to like black people's challenges yeah. and all this other shit, but they want you to believe that's a community. Well, if you don't hear me and you don't see me, then we're Absolutely. not. Because, I mean, you guys have known me like at least 10 years. Like the energy that I show up mm-hmm. with when y'all see me, that's the energy right. I carry in every room. And unfortunately, like I don't get the same love like around some some of the white gays and stuff and say I'm already on another tangent that I do like from people that look like me and it's like I love y'all to death you know what I mean nothing against y'all but it's like how do we get over that hump how do we get over it being like segregated almost where it's a bunch of us on one side and it's a bunch of them on the other side but it just all comes down to the games and like People get on that Facebook, people get on that Twitter, they keyboard thugs, they'll target certain people that I know um, because they don't like them for whatever reason. And then on top of that, they'll get into the ear of every person that they know. And it's a domino effect. Like all these people turn on a person they don't know because of the person that they do know said some shit to them. And I'm like, then they tried to do that shit with me, and I'm like, okay, you know me and this mm-hmm. person are friends. Like, what did you think was going to happen when you came to me in Messenger um, on some, oh, well, because you're friends with this person, we can't fool around or we can't play around. You are a whole-ass 20-something-year-old. Right. Nobody will be able to control what the fuck Mary... Right, whole 20-something-year-old, married, in love, happy, got, you know, people at your feet left and right. People love you, like, so much so that you're getting awards, you go into any room, and people surround you, yet you're doing this fuck shit in my messenger. And it's like, I'm sitting there, and I'm, like, leaning back, and I'm like, the reason why, like, the common sense and the logic that I have, I'm like, the reason why all these people have a problem with my friend is because you're in their ear. Because there's, no abs- there's no other rationale behind why a bunch of people have a problem with somebody Facts. they don't know. Right. Um, so that's just like a little snippet. Like, I don't do the fuck shit, mean girl shit that they do over here. I don't know what y'all thought that was about. I don't know what you thought you was going to get with me, but like... Loyalty and integrity, that's just something I don't play with. I don't, like, and I'm loyal to everybody. Like, if, God forbid, if, like, well, I can use, like, some of the cousins. (laughs) I ain't gonna name them. But, like, but there was a time where, like, um, one cousin fell out with me because she saw that I was really tight with the other mm-hmm. cousin that she wasn't speaking with. And I just yeah. hate to be in that position. She neighbor knows what I'm talking about because that was right around mm. the time that Matt had passed away. And I was just like, 
why are we doing this now? Like, it's that's that's an example of like a special circumstance where it's like, I love both of them, but I'm not in the middle of mm-hmm. this. I know it's a bigger beef, and I know over the timeline of many years, they fall out, they cool again, they fall out right. just like family does. But at the time, I had my right. whole shit to worry about. That's like a special circumstance where it's like, all right, I'm. They're not really mad at me. Yeah, they're. I'm just in the crossfire. But I just let that shit ride because I mean I got a large family too, right? And I don't, you know, people fall out. Like I came back home and one set of aunts wasn't cool with another set, and I'm like, what is this all about? Yeah. But that's grown folk business. I mean, I'm almost forty and I still say that. I'm like, you know what? I don't know what that's about, but it is what it is. Um. And then, like, my mom, my grandma, like, I was just like, what the world is going on? But that's the thing. It's like, when it comes to people that you care about, and you care about both parties, right? Yeah. I just step back, and I'm like, I don't know. Just let it play out. But when it comes to somebody that I barely know, and they're trying to, like, cause dissension or try to get me to turn on my... I don't, I don't play that. Like, and I don't play with the disrespecting women or disrespecting people that I love. Like, I don't. And there have been times where I was just like, when my sister and my brother had a, well, my sister had a falling out with my brother. I don't think my brother had a falling out with my sister. And um, she would talk down about my brother to me. And I'm just yeah, like, nah. come on, don't do that. Like, you know how tight I am with my brother. Like, when I was growing up, it was like my buddy. Wherever you go, I go. Right? Like, real tight. So, don't do that. And it's like, some of what you're saying ain't matching up with what I saw. So, like, I got I got an issue with that. And we bumped heads for many years about that. And then she tried to come at my mother's yeah, side. Yeah, we not going like, no, to do that. I'm not going to do that. Um... Like, y'all got your own situation for whatever reason. Um, and my brother kind of gave me the 411 on that. And, and it just boils down to you're mad at our mom for not giving you the life that you thought you deserved. But it's like she can only do us so much as a single parent of three kids. And it's like, yeah, we're not doing it. And she had me, like, convinced for a while that, you know, my mother was just on some other stuff until she had her accident. And I was just like, yeah, it ain't even worth it. Like, to to walk into University Hospital and see your mother in a, um, in a neck brace, like, on her back, looking helpless, nope. I was just like, yeah, it's not even worth it. Um, so I was just like, I would just drop that, whatever shit uh, impression I was under, and I'm just looking after my mother, and that's what I did. And at some point, like, me and my sister kind of came around or whatever to each other. But it, you know, we have fallouts. We cool for whatever reason, and we have another fallout. But it's like, at some point, yep. you got to leave people where they are. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully the stars will align and you guys will meet back up. Um, and that's ultimately what it boils down to. So, I get it, but it's like 
certain people you just you just not gonna come at sideways. Not on my watch. So I just went hey, and just but a whole can of it stuff. all ties in. Um Yeah, um so yeah, like she and I five years apart, people think we twins. Um and I know there's like a a huge amount of resentment she has towards my mother for whatever reason. She's come to me trying to um get me to understand because she knows that like I'm about my mother. I mean, I'm a, a mama's boy. I will say that. I'm about my mother. Like, don't don't play. Don't do that. Don't play with my mom. Um, because, you know, as I got older and they, you know, my brother and my sister left the house. It was just me and my mother for most of my life. And, like, she took care of me the best she could. And when she got to a point to where she couldn't, her quality of life had changed. Mm-hmm. I had to do the same for mm-hmm. her because nobody else was going to do it. Like, which is crazy because, like, growing up, my mom had me when she was 29. And then, like, the first 10 or 15 years of my life, she was the hip, young, drinking, still to 11, <laughs> butt ice, like, hanging out, right. cutting up kind of mom. Um, but, that's what I knew. Like we would always go in the city and do whatever and cut up over the weekend. And then we go home and that was life for a while. And then she kind of fell off a little bit, but like, I just rolled with it. Didn't, you know, didn't pay no mind. She wasn't really strict on me when she was doing her own thing. But, um, it's a lot of stuff that I think the two of them don't, know about my mother and have never seen like going through cancer surviving it and I think if they had seen all that shit they probably would have more respect for but it's unfortunate can't turn back the hand of time and I don't went into a whole (laughs) y'all will fix my life episode just now Uh, but yeah like I'm very protective over women I'm very protective over my family my friends like it's we we just not doing that. Like I I saw that and I was just like, yeah, yeah that's not what we're doing over here. And that um, meant a lot to me because you just addressed it. You checked that person. Like you ain't even have to at me. Like I just happened to come across it because I was over there on that post. You know, being nosy, getting all the information. And I was like, okay, Jay, that's right. Like check them. Like, you ain't had to say shit, but it meant a lot that you did. Yeah. Another thing that people just don't know about me outside of y'all is that I don't think I just go ahead and do it. And it's like, you can either love me or hate me, but it needs to be said. Like, we've, like, lived life most of the time just like with wool over our eyes like condition probably since childhood mm-hmm. not to be in grown folks business just mind your business keep your right. eyes on your own paper at school don't talk back and then like I realized like as I got older that I'm still conditioned that way like believe it or not I wasn't always 
like this. And I mean, when I first met Shanae, I wasn't, I was kind of like, hey. <laughs> like, when I was meeting people in the mirror, I was just like, hey. Like, still kind of feeling people out. Because it's, it's like, whenever you meet somebody or you're in a new situation, it's kind of like when you go into your aunt's house, that one aunt that has like, <laughs> all the plastic covered up all our furniture. It's like you just hold yeah. yourself tight. You don't really move a whole lot. You just look around. It's kind of like that. And oh, I was about I to say, Sinead's gone. Um, but yeah, I, um, it, I was just conditioned to just be like that since I was very young. But um, yeah. Well, like, she's back. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Apparently when my you okay? phone, my screen went out, it kicked me out. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought we hit a time limit. I think the time limit when you have we one had one forty like two hours. Um so I was a little nervous. Um but no, but like it's it's one of those things where even though I'm like this because I've known y'all for so long. When I'm meeting somebody new, it's kind of like, well, I've gotten better about it. I'm not as timid or as shy, especially when it comes to a guy. Um, and for better or worse, it's going <laughs> to come back to bite me in the ass because peop- people that don't know me or have never hung out with me on a regular basis uh, tend to dramatize that part. Pretty much. Hey. <laughs> I'm with it. Um, I ain't, I ain't pressed. Ooh, I mean, hey. dick out here. But nevertheless, um, and I'm never, I'm never that pressed anyway to even live this reality that people think is true. Like, I don't push up on people. Like, I'm a huge flirt. Yes, am I friendly? Yes. I was raised to be a nice human being, to be affectionate, all that kind of stuff. But it's like <laughs> y'all are gay. Like, why don't y'all? What's 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 the problem with that? Like, y'all should be receiving that really, you know, really well. But you know, you just yeah. you can lead a horse to water. Uh, but you you can't know, people a, come a with their you know? own background and their own, you know trauma and roadblocks and all that shit. But here's the thing. Yeah, uh, well, truth be told, the melanin can be a roadblock. And that's nothing on me, that's on them. But see, they don't want to have that conversation. It's just like, uh-huh. you know, they'll skate around it, skate close to it, but don't dare call them a racist because, oh, I'm not. Uh. Sir, everywhere yeah. you go, you're around white people and that's it. it- it is, and another if episode, you but, um, would have me, I would love to be a part of that conversation. Yeah, um, I did do an episode, it's called um, Parks and Recreation, with um, uh-huh. a gay friend of mine who's also black, who who's actually oh, okay. was really good friends with Matt. Uh-huh. You know, it was funny, you know, it's funny, Shanae? Like I've been going to yoga for a while. It's um, oh, wow. it was new That's yoga and it was all men. I um, want to go. 
was about to say. Um, <laughs> all right. Okay, finish. About, I, gotta I got a visual and I want to go. So I'll be... <laughs> Ooh, I want to go. Sorry, Miss Girl. Miss <laughs> Who? Um, no, but like, I've been going to yoga for a while and he was there, but I didn't know who he was. I was like, we just instantly clicked. Come to find out after the fact that he was really good friends with okay. Matt. And he didn't know that I was married to Matt. So that was a whole thing. So I kind of feel like he was sent to me by Matt. That's a whole nother conversation. Um, but nevertheless, we had a whole conver- whole episode just talking about mm-hmm. like the gay scene in Baltimore and how it's and maybe even D.C. and Virginia, how it's just like full of racism, it's divisive, it's elitist, it's egregious, like, just from like, hookup apps to dating, to socializing and how it's like, nuanced and stuff, it's like, they'll have little to no engagement with a black person but all you ever see with your own eyes, every time you see them, they're heavily engaged with white guys, and they're all around white guys, like, all the time but you go up to talk to them and it's like, um, it's like they're, they're passing. Like, it's almost like they got somewhere else to be. And it's like, sir, you in a gay bar with me. What's your Is bar? this on your YouTube channel? Um, so, yeah, we had like. Oh, I can't wait no, to I hear this. Oh, my goodness. So, what I'm doing. So, what I've been doing, what I've decided to do, kind of like what I did with the YouTube uh-huh. channel, was I will do the episodes first. And then release them. Okay. Okay. Like, well, the time. yeah. I, I need to know when this so, is going up. Because I got to hear this one. Um, But yeah, like when I went out of town for about two weeks, I went up to see my friend up in Pittsburgh. And I already know Pennsylvania is a red state anyway. But like when you get close to like the uh-huh. mountains going towards Ohio, like up there, it's like, Trump country like you like you're on 76 and you start as you get closer to Pittsburgh you start to see more and more Trump signs right so uh, the, the friend of mine that I went to go see him and his family they have a camper at a, at a campsite like outside of town and a lot of the people up there are Trump supporters voted for Trump all lives matter and all this other shit so I was just like Okay. And it's it's crazy because I don't I've never had a problem while I've gone up there. Um and like I went up there with this preconceived mindset that oh they're probably gonna do something to me. But I didn't like it's cool. Like I went up there with my friend and everything. I hadn't been up there in about a year and a half. Everybody was cool or whatever. But there was this um <clears throat> This, this married couple that came up to me and that was also on the episode too about how they came to me without being provoked and was like trying to reassure me um, <laughs> that they have no problem with gay people they love all gay people um, 
And we understand the black what? lives wow. matter. I'm like, I just got, I just, I just got here. <laughs> like, I, I understand. Oh, and not for nothing, like, yeah. it, Ooh. it's so uncomfortable to hear it. You know what I mean? But it's like, <laughs> I want to understand. Like, I want to know where this is going. Like, I've learned later in life to just not respond off rip. Just, just see where this is going. And I could argue them down like, okay, Black Lives Matter, like I touched on that in the episode, is not a cult, it's not a political, like, militant group. It's not, like, alt-right, alt-left. And the thing about it is that Think of it this way. You have a toe that hurts, right? Real bad. And you go to the doctor. And you're like, hey, doc, you know, this toe right here hurts really bad. And then the doctor says to you, yeah, yeah, it does, but all toes matter, right? Yeah, we get that all toes do. But for the past five right, years, like, this one. Okay, the rest of my toes are okay. They're fine. They're in great condition. But this one is the one with the problem. So please acknowledge this so. Right. Fix it. Right. And it's not and then on top of that, it's not Black Lives Matter is not to downplay all the other ethnic groups or the other demographics. It's the fact that we just the fact that we have to say that means that we have it matter. For so long, and we don't want to be greater than. We just want to matter. We just want to live without being killed when we're like for no reason at all. Like if I have a broken tail light, I shouldn't have to die from that. Listen, you know what I mean. Like <laughs> I could see, see, I and I touched on that. Like that's. Another part of the episode too. You're right um, because I don't yeah, know like, any white people who have to think about that, worry about that, have that type of fear and anxiety. Like, and it's if you've never, ever, ever been on the receiving end of that, then you will never understand. Right. Like, right. we literally, me and Darius, in the drive through at McDonald's got surrounded by unmarked cars from the Baltimore City Police Department surrounded they hopped out, guns drawn. We both thought they were going to kill us in that drive-thru. All because they thought that the vehicle fit a description. But that's the story for another day because all we could think about is we are less than a seven minute car ride from our daughter and they are probably going to kill us 
Now, this was years ago. This was before Mike Brown. This was before Tamia Rice. This was before Freddie Gray. This was before Trayvon. This was before Sandra. This was before everybody. This is before Breonna Taylor. This is before everybody. And we thought we were going to die in that parking, in that drive-through. And when the incident was over, they got in their unmarked cars and they left. No apology. Like nothing fucking happened. Mm -hmm. The cars that were behind us, you know, everybody's looking. The employees at McDonald's, they looking, but they were kind of hiding because they had their guns drawn. And then they just left. Like it was nothing. And then we had to get our food and get ourselves together to walk in the house to our daughter like we didn't have a bunch of guns just pointed at us in every direction. I don't know any white people who've gone through that. Right. I don't know any white people who have to think about that when they hop in their car to go to McDonald's to get, you know, a quick dinner because don't nobody feel like cooking. It's been a long day for everybody. Like, that's not a thing for them. So, yeah, we we did an episode, um, um, and I'm slowly rolling stuff out because I don't have a season worth of content yet. So I'm still kind of releasing stuff and then still doing producing episodes. But it's in the bag. We might do a part two. We'll see. Because um, he and I have like parallels. There's like ten year age difference, but what what it is is like he is more like sh- shy about it like confronting people and stuff and I'm just like look we gonna go over here we gonna clar- clarify this like and I think it's very important that every person Absolutely. especially a gay person yeah. has that kind of person in their life like when when I had the bullshit happen last year with the club that I was a part of, I think I told you, Sinead, what happened. And I know I told Sharita. Um, he he felt some kind of way about it. He's still... A, he's kind of close to the couple of people in that group. And he and once I told him everything that happened, um, he kind of chin-checked one of the guys. He was like, well, why would you right. do Jason like that? Like, why would you do that? Um but he also said to me not too long before that, like, you know, seeing you out and about inspires me to come out 
and be part of that because he he doesn't know like where to put himself and he's mm-hmm. like anxious and uncomfortable around people and to his credit like I told I'm like you keep that intuition because it's like they're not going to openly say that they're racist or they're prejudiced against black people because they don't want that drama in their life. Mm-mm. But it's like you can't hide that energy from people. You and what people need to understand is just because, you know, you got these are your friends or your husband or your your brother or your lover or whatever, doesn't mean you can't check them or challenge them. But see it's of a climate right now where it's like nobody wants to speak up because they're afraid their privileges are going to get cut off or, you know, they're going to speak on it on an opportunity to speak uh, with somebody. Speak on it. And this is the shit that like, I come to put piece together after the fallout that I had last year with them. It was just like, Okay, this is the real you that showed up at the table. Okay, I'm I'm taking my notes or whatever. I'm not, you know, going to respond or engage uh-huh. a whole lot, but I got my notes, and I see you for what you are. And it's unfortunate because I was being genuine right. with them, like I am with y'all. Like they came to my house. So most of them came to my house warming. Like I opened my house to y'all. I like opened up about my mental health journey with y'all. Like, the most vulnerable I've ever been. Like, I don't really talk about that a whole lot Mm -hmm. unless I feel like we're cool, like, we're close. Um, And, like, I got fucked up, like, over some hearsay, over some bullshit. And it was hard, like, the first four or five months after the fallout to kind of like reconcile and navigate emotionally and mentally from that because it was a shock. It was like even though I told the truth and I told you in great detail what actually happened which was different than what you were told because the person that came to you is malicious and toxic and had an agenda. Oh, like this is what happened and if you don't kick him out of the club or kick him out of the group I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah, yeah. Okay, red flag. You know what I mean? And the thing about it is like some of the people that were at the table I've been intimate with. So you know how I am privately. You've seen me with your own two eyes like how I am in public. I'm friendly. I engage with people when it needs to be done. But in no way am I aggressive. In no way do I push myself upon people. But this is the shit that I'm talking about where it's like reality versus hearsay. Like anybody can say anything. It's just a matter of getting into the the right person's ear that'll eat that shit up. And then it becomes a, a snow, a snowball. And who loses out? The black people. But, um, I'm gonna wrap it up because it's about 120 almost. Um, so we may do another episode. Anytime. May have y'all on for a couple more. Up around. Um, so this is, yeah, I will. Um, 
I'm just I'm just gonna close out. This has been the Irish podcast. It's been lovely having these two wonderful guests. Chantel and Shanae. Uh <laughs> and you will probably see them more on future episodes. Good night. So, night. This is the Irish podcast. Have a good night, everybody. Bye.